Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I am Cherry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Hey, welcome to the podcast today. I am excited to be with you. Last night, I was up kind of late talking with one of my daughters, and I was really listening, mostly. I was listening. She was talking, and she was talking about some things pretty in-depth, things that she hadn't really talked about much before, which often happens. You just listen. It kind of made her think about her future and her present and relating all of the past to it and how it impacted her. And I had been with her most of the weekend and I couldn't put my finger on what had brought all this on. So I just asked her, why do you think you're thinking about this so much right now? Why, what do you think is causing you to work through it right now? And she really couldn't put her finger on it, but I know enough about myself and other people to know that sometimes it could be a place, a smell, an event. Maybe you see something Uh, It could be part of the calendar. Maybe you come across it during uh, parts of the year. And those things just trigger your thinking, makes you ponder, remember, or even it, it makes you make a plan to forge ahead into the future to make it different or better or any anything like that. It just different things trigger us. And that's sort of what happened to me today when I encountered this piece of scripture that I want to share with you. And when I came across it, I had notes written out to the side, which triggered all sorts of memories and thoughts about the past as well as the future, kind of like the talk last night. And I want to give you a little bit of background on the passage so that I don't have to read so many verses. We don't want to have to do that together. And then I'm going to give you part of the passage, the key verse to focus on, and then the question that it begs us to address. So I am in the Old Testament during the Judges part where uh, the judge would be alive and then that's when the Israelites were doing really well following God promising to be faithful to him and then when the judge died they just went back to their old ways and followed the Baals and the idols and were uh, not following God at all until they got into trouble and were oppressed by the other kings and the people that they did not Uh, move out and away from. Here we are with a guy named Jephthah and his situation is a little sketchy. (laughs) He's the son of a prostitute, but his family, his dad's the legitimate sons, they don't like him because, you know, obviously he was the son of a prostitute, not their mom. And so they have sort of a dissonance there and they've told him to go far, far away. And so he did, but after time, the people have problems with the Ammonites and they recognize that Jephthah is a great warrior. So they call and ask him back and say, hey, we need your help. And he says, hey, but I thought, you know, you didn't like me. It's kind of junior highish, but this is what they do. And they said, you know what? We understand. We made some mistakes. We We didn't judge very correctly. Now we want you to come and save us. Jephthah takes all the words, and I do like this about him. He says in about verse 11, so Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, which is who came to him, and the people made him head and leader over them. And Jephthah spoke all of the words, all the things that they intended to have him do 
and what their intention was about the Ammonites and spoke them before the Lord at Mizpah. I think that's really key here because he's going to the right place and he knows what to do. All right, so then Jephthah sets out. He doesn't, um, he doesn't waste any time. He's going straight to the Ammonites and he says to the king, what do you have against me that you've come to fight against my land? I mean, what's up? Why are you in a war with us? What, what have we done? The Ammonite king basically says, because you are taking over land that belongs to us. And so Jephthah says, Israel didn't do that. Israel did not take away the land of Moab or of the Ammonites. And he tells them what happened. And what actually happened was the Israelites asked to pass through the land peacefully, but the Ammonites weren't having it. And so they came out against the Israelites who were peaceful and just wanted to pass through peacefully, but the Ammonites broke out in war. And so the Israelites defended themselves and beat them and got the land. That's how war works. When the loser get, gets beat and loses the land and the winner gets the land. And so that's how they acquired the land. So they took the land, God gave it to them. And so later on, uh, this is what he says. So then the Lord, the God of Israel, dispossessed the Amorites from before his people Israel. And are you to take possession of them? Basically, he's saying, you can't do that because God gave it to them. Will you not possess what Chemosh, your God, gives you to possess? Because they have a different God. And he's saying, hey, you got a God. You need to rely on your God to give you what you want to possess. But you can't just come and take ours because our God gave us this land. And then he says this really key verse. And he says, all that the Lord our God has dispossessed before us, because we're standing on it, we will possess. That is really key because they're standing on the land that the Amorites want to take. He says, "Uh uh-uh, we're not having that. God gave it to us and you're not taking it away because whatever the Lord gave us, we will possess. So I want to think about this question. What does this cause us to think about? And I think it begs the question, am I where God wants me to be? Am I exactly where God wants me to be? Am I possessing everything God wants me to possess in the words that we would have in the Old Testament? So number one, think about what God has spoken over your life. Because if you're in the word, if you're praying, if you're any connection with the Lord, he's going to speak things over your life. You're going to just recognize it. You're going to read the word and you're going to recognize how he is moving in you and edging you to do things and and be involved in certain things in your life. Have you shoved anything in the closet? Because you don't think you're going to do that right now. I mean, I've done that uh, more than once. Have you been thinking about joining a particular church? Or maybe it's a Bible study or a small group and you haven't done it. Um, Have you believed that God's spoken a word over your life about maybe a job or a responsibility? Maybe moving forward in an area of ministry or maybe an area of your family that you need to move forward in. Or maybe it's a relationship that you need to take a step in. Anything that you've prayed about and you believe God has answered you for whatever reason, albeit a good one, and you haven't moved forward. That's where we are. You haven't moved forward in that. If there are things out there in your life shoved in a closet or just hanging 
waiting for you to move on them in the language of the word for you to possess because God's given it to you, like the people in the passage, then the answer to your question is, are you where God wants you to be? Is a big fat no. If you're if you're saying, no, I shoved that in the closet. No, I actually haven't done that, but I've sensed God telling me that for quite a long time. Then the answer is no, honey. You are not where God wants you to be. This is what the passage says to me. If, there, if any of that resonates with me, then no, I'm not where God wants me to be in that particular area. So the second thing I think is, but what if some, because I always come up with the caveat, but, but Lord, what if somebody's standing on the very thing God has spoken over my life to possess? I mean, what if, what if they're standing on it and saying, no, you can't have it. And I'm saying, but God gave it to me. Well, it just makes me think, you know, the promised land really wasn't an empty pad site waiting for new construction when they came over and they had to do some work. They had to work for what God had given them. It's not any different today. He expects us to participate with him. And it's not like he's just, you know, handing us a candy bar and saying, enjoy it, enjoy yourself. No, he expects me to participate with him. I've got to do some work with him. And that's exactly what he promises to do in our lives today. He is going to work with me, go before me. He still has plans for our lives. And he needs us to look outside ourselves, see the difficulties, the obstacles that are larger and stronger than us, that exceed our budgets, and say, Lord, if this is where you want me and what you want me to do, then there is some dispossessing that needs to take place first. And I'm asking you to move. Whatever needs to be done, you need to move because I want to possess whatever you want me to possess. I mean, that is that is what I want to do. And if someone or something is standing on your possession and is causing you to put it away or go in a different direction, the answer to the question, are you where God wants you to be, is again, is a big fat no. And it's time for you and me to consider asking God for some help, dispossessing what needs to be dispossessed and to move forward in that area. Because sometimes that obstacle is an obstacle. It's literally in the way and we cannot possess it until it's moved and it's time to ask God to to intervene. So what does the Lord want you to be about? Could you say today that all, all that my God has given me, I am possessing? I mean, because that's the goal. So what I do when I come across this passage is identify one area because I would like it to be every aspect of my life to be able to say all that the Lord God has given me, I am possessing. That is the ultimate goal. But sometimes it's, it's one area I need to work on specifically that comes to mind and I write it down and I deal with that one. So that's what I would encourage you to do today. Am I where God wants me to be ideally in this area? I mean, of course, holy, we want to be there, but let's get specific in a particular area. Am I possessing all that he wants me to possess, all that he's called me to or spoken over me, however you want to say that, whatever translates in your your terminology that you feel comfortable with. So today, Just in short, just think about this question. Am I where God wants me to be? Ask him. Pray about it. 
Read your Bible. I always like confirmation from the Word. It's just so comforting and it illuminates it so clearly. I just see God in my life so clearly when I see it come alive in Scripture, right? Exactly what I'm praying about. And then put yourself in places where you can be exposed to truth in other ways and hear from Him as much as possible. Don't shrink back and do not shove it in the drawer. Just keep on keeping on. Sometimes it's time to wait. But be encouraged. He means for you to be a bold follower of Christ and passionately serve exactly where He wants you to be. I am really excited about this. I can't wait to uh, hear what you're working on specifically that you are possessing um, that He's given you. And I will be with you next time on the She Yearns Podcast. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber. And it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful or encouraging. You make an impact. You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or casual acquaintance just by passing a resource along. So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or Twitter or leave a review. For more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir a desire for God into your everyday life.